0: Welcome to Inspiration from the Couch. I'm Avery. I'm Jamie. And I'm Lucy. We are psychologists and moms. Join us
1: as we discuss what we've figured out, what we've yet to figure out, and what there's just no figuring out.
2: It's sure to be fun, and you may be inspired along the way.
0: Hi there, this is Avery, and I'm really looking forward to today's episode on service. Service is so important to Jamie and Lucy and to me, and we love to do this podcast not only because we love getting to work together, but also because we love getting to provide a service to our listeners. We've been brainstorming some ideas about how we can expand this service in the new year, and we would love to hear from you. We've thought about hosting workshops or talks in our community and wondered if that might be something that would be interesting to you please reach out and let us know. You can reach us through our website, inspirationfromthecouch.com. You can also join our Facebook group, follow us on Instagram, or find us on LinkedIn. Thank you so much for joining us, and we can't wait to hear from you. Welcome. So today we're going to talk about service. So community service, giving back to our community, either through financial gifts or giving of our time. So let's start off. Do you guys do this? Do you volunteer On a regular basis? Do you donate to charities or tell me a little bit about about your volunteering?
1: Yes, Robert and I, I feel like it's kind of a continuous thing where we'll give. A lot of times it's monetarily or goods you know, services, whatever, with his business, he'll, he will do that. I think also to like being in the field of, of psychology, like in my private practice, I will uh, see it's called given hour, which is for veterans or military members and their families. So I'll allocate A slot or two for individuals to, to see me or see my doctoral students free of charge. So that's something that I do. And yeah, I think particularly during the holidays, this time of year, usually that ramps up a bit. So there's opportunities all the time to give stuff, whether it's Salvation Army, you know, Angel Tree, Boys for Tots. Yeah, food drives, hygiene drives, all of those sorts of things, and trying to get the kids involved with that. And they're really great at, at wanting to, to give things to, to other people. So it's a combination really of time, goods, services, money.
2: Mm-hmm. What about you, Lucy? Yeah, we do some, some serving and, and, Avery, as we move along, y'all don't let me forget. Like, I like the idea of talking about volunteering, but I think we can think of service like as a much more Uh global concept. So I'd like to like circle back to that too. Over the years, it has been tricky, though, to figure out ways to get involved. I think that that's been a bit of a sticking point for us. Like Christmas is always easier. You, know, you have kind of the angel trees, which we do, or maybe there are things happening like within communities already that you can just jump in on. This year, my older daughter and I have been doing the National Charity League. And the best part about that has been there's all these philanthropy opportunities that are just there. So you just can kind of like sign up for them,
0: which has made it much easier because I think that's been one of the barriers of how do we even get plugged in? Sure. Exactly. And so, I love that you point out kind of the difference between volunteering and service, because I think similar, I mean, we we give financially to a, a variety of different charities, certainly during Christmas time, there's some more like organized charity kind of giving. Um, And I think also just kind of service, like teaching Sunday school, um, which I do with my daughter or supervising students, you know, that and not kind of getting those fee for services, kind of like Jamie was saying. And I think in some ways, like, this podcast is a service, right? Like, that we're getting, that we're doing this kind of as a service back to our community. So, there are a lot of ways to be of service. What do you guys like about service? Like, what do you, how do you feel after you've engaged in service?
2: By the way, before I I answer that, I'll throw into. I think what I like about the idea of service, too, is, it's been a framework that has been useful. I read an article, do you remember I sent it to you a few years ago and it was about like having this mindset of, like serving versus helping, was that what it was? Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. And which I, I love this idea and even thinking about it at home, right? So instead of getting like grumpy about having to unload the dishwasher, right? If I can stop and say, how can I serve? Right. That kind of frees me up to come at things very differently. So almost this mindset that we can take into the community or underserved populations, but it's also a
0: mindset that we can have in our life where wherever we are. Exactly. So, volunteering feels good for, like, physiological reasons. I mean, there's a thing called a helper's high, which actually lights up the parts of your brain that, like, food and sex light up, too. I mean, it's almost like a euphoria that can happen when you're doing charitable deeds or after you're doing charitable deeds. Do you guys have that experience? Have you ever had that kind of helper's high? Yeah, it feels good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I'll say that there's like a downside to that too. So we had this experience maybe five years ago, sometime around then. And my, my youngest was in preschool. So maybe it was like seven years ago, but they were doing these things called blessing bags mm-hmm. where they created these bags that had some like hygiene things, some food, like, and then you would give them to people, maybe who you see on the street. Um, and at our church we were going to at the time, there was a homeless man who would come to church. And so we took him this like blessing bag. But he didn't want it. He was like, well, is there money in there? He just wanted the money, not the things. And I had like a reaction to that, right? It was one of those, I'm trying to help you. And I had to stop and be like, whoa, 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 this is not for me, right? So this is like wanting to do something. And why is it that I got maybe hurt or offended? Mm. Like something that came up for me when someone maybe didn't want my help or wanted a different type of help than what I was wanting to give. And actually, for me, sometimes that's something that, more globally might paralyze me from trying to serve and help is like, what if
0: I do it wrong? What do they need? What if it's not the right thing? Right. There are lots of ways that giving back or being of service can make us feel good. But I think you're pointing out that there are also some ways that it can make us feel.
2: Well, but I think that that, I think my point in that too, was that like forgetting that yes, service makes me feel good, but that's actually not why I should do it. Like if I'm only doing it to feel good, Maybe I've missed the point a little bit. Uh.
0: Maybe. And it's not not the reason, right? right? Like it can be both and, yes. right? Like you yes. can both serve your community and feel good. Like that they're both reasonable reasons to do it. So, and it it does feel good. It can, kind of can give you a sense of belonging, help you to feel more connected to your community. Um, it, I think for especially kids, it can really keep things in perspective. I mean, I say kids, us too, mm-hmm. of really recognizing that, you know, how grateful we can be for our own circumstances when we see people whose circumstances are very different than ours. It's also kind of contagious. I think once we kind of get a giving spirit, I think that happens a lot during Christmas. It can kind of cause you and the people around you to do more and more. Um, it also really manages stress. I mean, it really does kind of boost our life satisfaction, it bo- like kind of what I said, it like lights up our brain in a similar way as, you know, food or sex. It really does kind of boost that self-esteem as well. There's also some research that saying that says that helping others lowers fear, it lowers stress levels, kind of just generally makes you more optimistic, positive, boosts your well being. So there are lots of reasons to do it for yourself, right? But it also obviously helps the community. That's kind of the point. But you could have mentioned this. You touched on like what some things that can kind of get in the way. So what other things get in the way of being of service? Time. Time.
1: That's a big a big one.
0: For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I think lots a, of crunches
1: on our time. Yeah, I, I think a lot of time individuals have really good intent on what they want to do, but sometimes other things take precedence over being able to serve um, or volunteer, and that can be frustrating.
0: And I think also, like you were saying, Lucy, it doesn't always feel good. Um, sometimes it can make us feel um, kind of resentful or angry. Sometimes it can actually make us feel really depleted and even taken advantage of when we give too much. And so, one article I was reading is kind of trying to navigate how do we give and also respect our boundaries? How do we give not until it hurts, but until it feels really great, right? And so, what are, what are some things that you guys have noticed help giving or being of service be a positive experience? Any thoughts that you guys have about that? One thing I was reading was this idea of being proactive versus reactive, that it feels different to be asked to do something, not necessarily always bad, but it can almost like flirt more with that like resentment when you're like asked or even required to do something. The example that this article gave was like when your friends ask you to donate to their fundraisers versus you and like kind of feeling like guilt tripped into doing so versus you doing some research and kind of figuring out what is the fundraiser you feel most passionate for and that that experience is going to be different. The $100 you give to your friend's fundraiser and the $100 you give to your own charity of choice feels different.
2: So there, it sounds like the the most important ingredient is that you're asked, but that you don't feel like you can say no, mm-hmm. right? Or that you end up saying yes only because you're asked, even if it doesn't align with what interests you, you know, the the resources you have available to you.
1: Yeah, I know with my kids' school, I love them. But it seems like at the start of every school year, we're kind of hit one after the other, after the mm. <laughs> the other of like do this, donate here, contribute here, and it just gets a little overwhelming already at the start of school. And we're trying to make that that you adjustment. Just paid the
2: tuition check. Yes. Well. yes. Oh, and I'm my like, oh, you know, not mm-hmm. again. And it
1: and it can be, it can be overwhelming, and I can get resentful. And so, rather than doing everything and doing it all, it's okay. Well, which one or two things? would be most beneficial that we're really willing to do.
0: It's that feeling of being voluntold. Yes. Right. It's not not a and and we we sometimes have to do that to keep our communities working. I mean there are things that we all have to do at our children's schools or churches or wherever that's like this needs to be done. I may not feel great about doing it, but it needs to be done. I need to do it. Somebody needs to do it. There's some of that. uh, But that's not going to be the same like effect as maybe some of these other
2: I think right there we were talking about, like, donations which are concrete, but I think the same thing applies for if you're asked to volunteer, mm-hmm. right? To have a role or a duty or to do something.
0: I think it's it's really about intentionality. And we kind of talked about at the beginning of the holiday season, I think this is kind of nice that we're kind of ending the holiday season talking about a similar thing, of, like, this being intentional in your choices. and. One kind of recent experience I had is that we've had an opportunity, my daughter and I, to be in an organization where we could do more charity or do more giving back. And we decided it was for a variety of reasons it wasn't really a fit, and so we said no. And then actually, I think it was like the next week, we were asked to teach Sunday school at our church. And I asked, hey, can I do that with my daughter? And the answer was yes. And that feels so much more meaningful for us. And it was like, oh, I'm so glad that I did not go with that opportunity that just was just not a fit. It just did not feel like a fit. And we kept kind of trying to make it a fit and it just wasn't. And it freed us up for this thing that is like so in line with our values and really feels it's a teaching opportunity for my daughter. It's an opportunity for us to do something together. And it's like, ah, like that idea of like, no, to protect your yes. Like, I think that that's something that intentionality piece is so important. So, how, how have you guys kind of invited? intentionality into your giving?
1: I think one of the things is first assessing my capacity so that I can be more intentional because I can't do everything all the time. Although sometimes it feels, you know, there's there's pressure there. But yeah, I mean, assessing my capacity and my, my motivation level, my want to, making time, you know, finding things that, are, that I, I like to do, that I enjoy. So, for example, I mean, I'm a Professor at the, at UNT and I get asked to do lots of different things that aren't really covered in my, (laughs) in my salary, but I have to gauge, like, do I really want it? Like they've already asked me to um, participate in interview day for new potential incoming grad students. And I I don't mind. I like doing that. Actually, I like to see who potential incoming crop of students are. It's important to me that we have good folks in our in our program. I help students all the time, like by reviewing their internship materials, even when they're not a supervisee of mine, like I, I really enjoy it. So, it's, it's something important for me is that I want to help create a good crop of future psychologists. And so, and that's totally a, in
0: line with your values. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's a really nice guiding principle is, do I enjoy it? Mm-hmm. Is this something I enjoy? So almost like those places where we feel called to give and serve and it doesn't feel like
2: it drains us, right? right? So like over the years, and I think it's happened more recently in the past year or so, like I've had friends who have had kids who are struggling in some way and they'll like call me to kind of talk through things or to kind of get a sense of like referrals or where they should go or what they might do either for their kids or themselves, and, and often they're so apologetic. Like, I hate to take your time, I'm so sorry to do this. And I laugh, I'm not like, this is actually one one way that I feel very equipped to like help and this is actually fun for me right it's it's not fun that you're suffering or struggling but it's something where I feel like I can really give and this is in my wheelhouse and there's a lot I can't do but like I've got this that's right that's right right.
0: like somebody might be able to tell you how to do your math homework this is something I can tell you like this is some a a wealth of information I've kind of gathered and I would love to share it yeah Yeah, someone else might be talking about how to decorate your house or like a fashion like I'm out for those right but yeah but this this I've got uh I've got some some yeah I love that So, well-positioned, where we feel well-positioned to serve. So, you're kind of talking about like the skill set, right? Of like that I, so we're thinking about, do I enjoy it? Um, it, Does it feel like it's in line with my values? Does it feel like it's in line with my skill set? Like, is this something I can do, want to do, enjoy doing? Any other things that you kind of consider when you're trying to think about service, giving back? One thing, so I kind of have... Gather like a list of some things to like reflect on as you're kind of trying to make this decision. And certainly at the top of the list is to find something you enjoy. And very close second is does it feel in line with your skills and your values? But also it's, it's kind of like these other logistical questions like, do you, who do you want to work with? Are you passionate about animals or individuals with certain health conditions or seniors or children? Um, also, do you like to work alone or as a team? You know, are there ways that I think we've all talked about kind of sometimes feeling isolated and in. Any, any opportunity to kind of feel more collaborative feels really good. Also, are you the kind of person that you like to be more behind the scenes or more visible? Does it feel kind of nice and relieving to like stuff envelopes? Or does that feel repetitive and not so life-giving, right? And then also, how much time do you want to commit, right? Like what, what does feel like the right amount of time? I was reading a study said that about one to two hours a week is really – Meaningful for both the community, like the the what you are the population you are serving, like that kind of ongoing giving, and for the person giving, which is not a ton of time, right? I mean, it's not nothing. Like an hour or two a week is something, um, but kind of this idea of how much time do I have to give? I was gonna say, did they talk about? I don't know if you read anything about
2: across the lifespan too, right? So I think like an hour or two in a week when you're like in the throes of it, like you're working, you've got kids, you've got parents, parents, like there's a lot going on. Whereas I think about like my parents per se who are retired and I wish they would, sorry if you're listening, right? Like (laughs) I think it'd be great for them and COVID kind of has interfered with some of this, but to have
0: service and kind of ways that they're spending their time to give meaning and purpose. That's right. And I think it was more from like a context of Uh, Meaning like to be meaningful service to the community and meaningful service to the service provider about one to two hours a week kind of like was the like sweet spot. So I think that's, it can be helpful, I think, especially as we're kind of looking over this new year and kind of what to invite in and what to maybe. And along those lines, yeah. right, that idea too of of service that is kind of one-off, like you can do a lot
2: of one-offs here and there. Um, and I think the one to two hours a week, I wonder if they're talking about more like you have a commitment to a specific organization and you're almost developing this relationship. You got it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think it can be helpful to take time to kind of identify that. Like, if you're considering service, what are your goals? What are your interests? Why do you want to volunteer? Kind of this idea of purpose, right? And it can be a lot of different purposes and kind of what you were saying, Lucy, like to give back for sure and also to help you. So, Improving your community or meeting new people, trying something new, doing something rewarding, having new experiences. There are a lot of reasons um, to do service. Some people will try service in an area that they're thinking about working in, right? That if they're thinking about trying on a different occupation, this can be a really nice little entry point into it and to build connections. Right. So sometimes maybe over the years, I've had clients who are
2: struggling or not sure where to fit or building relationships. And that's a nice way, especially if it's something
0: you're doing consistently. Maybe you meet the same people. And you can kind of build a community. So, exactly. So, building those connections with the people that you're kind of working alongside and then also building connections with the people that you're serving. I think it also can be really um, kind of this idea of like building connections with the people you work alongside. I think using service to build those connections, right? Whether it's um, as like an employer, kind of having service days as as a means both to serve the community and to kind of build the team. And also, I think as families, right? I think that's that's one of the things that I've gotten the most out of my Sunday school teaching is that it's something my daughter and I do together. And it really builds our connection with the church, but with each other. And so, kind of identifying that connection, but also like teaching our kids firsthand, like what a difference volunteering can make and how it can make you feel. That feeling you mentioned, Jamie, that your kids are really... Invested in, in that and giving back. Can you tell?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's just a, one of the values we have as a family is generosity. And so however that, that can come about. And mm-hmm. my kids like to do stuff for other people all the time. They talk about it a lot. I don't have any specifics coming to mind right now. I mean, just even in their, their gift giving, um, that they give to, to other people, they're very thoughtful about it. They're very tender hearted. So they're, concerned about different things that happen in the world and individuals who are homeless, you know, Max is always like, Oh, you know, we need to do something for them. Um, he and Robert went around last year, year before maybe and delivered blankets just went out into the community and, and delivered blankets to the homeless population Grace has a strong interest in volunteering, working with animals. And now that she's 13, she actually can do that at, the, at one of the animal shelters in Denton. So, we'll probably be looking into that. But I feel like they have they have a good foundation.
0: <laughs> well, and it sounds like not only in their generosity of spirit, but also they're like learning things about themselves. Yeah. Like, what are their passions? You know, and and not only to give back, but to like learn about themselves. What what are they passionate about that they'd like their future you know, jobs maybe even to, to intersect with. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So definitely volunteering as a family can, can really be helpful both to kind of connect and bond as a family, but also to teach our kids how, how good it feels to enact change, how to, how, how good it feels to serve and help and even giving them kind of some other opportunities to kind of try on what they might like to do, you know, whether it's service going forward or even professionally going forward. As I mentioned, research shows that about two hours a week is the beneficial kind of amount of time for the volunteer and the cause. But again, we want it to be fun and rewarding, not like another thing on our to-do list. And so, how how do we kind of manage that boundary? How have you guys been able to kind of hold that boundary of it not just being something else that feels oh, like it's overcrowding your to-do list?
2: I think part of it, ties back to that intentionality and choosing things that are engaging and fun, right? I think different opportunities are going to speak to different people. Um, and this thing that my older daughter and I have been doing, like we get to sample a bunch of different things and there's some where we're like, ah, like, don't think I'd want to go back. Like, it just wasn't our thing and then others where you're like, oh my gosh, that was awesome Um, yeah. would like more of that and so, how do you experiment right. and kind of test things out and then choose things that that align?
0: And almost like both giving yourself space to like try it like in person but I think also like not being afraid to ask questions. I think one thing I talk a lot about with with my church because we kind of talk a lot about service is let's make sure we are really clear on what the ask is. When you're asking me to do something, I need to understand how big this ask is and really not being afraid and not feeling like so. it's just because somebody asks you that you have to say yes, unqualified, that you could really determine about how much time is this? Can I talk about, can I talk to somebody that's done this in the past? Could I think about like, what it, is there a busy season of this and really kind of empowering ourselves to like, get our arms around what really is this going to look like so I can fully with my eyes open intentionally say yes and feel good and rewarding about this experience versus like put upon and maybe resentful.
2: Well, and along those lines, like I think when we say yes, when we really mean no, like Uh that's when it's not going to go so well, right? And so allowing yourself too
0: to say no, like either no, I don't have time or I need to take a break. So another thing I was kind of thinking about as I was preparing for this was, you know, a lot of schools require service now. I think about a lot of my patients will talk about their required service hours. My daughter's school requires service hours. What do we think about that? What are y'all's thoughts about schools that, you know, require service or service being a requirement?
1: I think it depends. I think that there are some positives to it, like that it can be really good exposure for Kids who maybe haven't had an opportunity in their home environment to, to do that, or maybe it's something that's not emphasized in their home environment. So I think it, it's good exposure. I think also too, it creates sort of that, you know, if they're doing things together, like the team building kinds of stuff. Um, I know for my kids at their school, they do different sorts of service projects, particularly as they get older. They have stuff that they have to do in middle and high school where they go out into the community and they do lots of different things. So
0: It's kind of like mixed a priority. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. I think there are
1: definitely some upsides to it.
2: Yeah, I love it, too, because I have kids who are very reluctant to, like, try new things and have left to their own devices. They just stay in, like, the comfort.
1: Littler, literally their own devices. devices. <laughs>
2: literally, literally their own devices, yes. And so I think that it's like having that nudge, right? Because I think once they get there, it tends to, not all the time, but like there tends to be something that they get from it or something, the way they grow from it. Mm. But I like that that nudge and encouragement.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think there was part of me that was like, oh, well, this doesn't feel the same because it feels like I have to. But I was talking to my daughter about this idea. and She said, well, you know, but I don't know if I didn't have to do it. I don't know that I would do it yeah. because it gets so busy and it, it's so kind of, structured that, like, at Wesley School, they have to not only do service, but they have these, they have to kind of write about it. They have these different kind of, like, I don't know, types of experience that they have to have different metrics, whatever rubric is what they call it, um, that they're kind of meeting these different goals. And it really structures it. And I think it does probably carve out some time and space for something that may like easily get kind of overlooked.
2: Well, even along those lines, so even if schools require it, like I think you also could have this flexibility around like maybe people get to choose what they do or how they do it to try to tap into that like internal motivation and and get some skin in the game with it. Mm -hmm. So how do
0: we almost like combine those strategies? So before we wrap up, I want to go back to what you were talking about, Lucy, at the beginning of this idea of like volunteering and like a very structured kind of position versus just this more, like, general idea of service and, like, giving back. So, can you say more about
2: Yeah, and I kind of mentioned it a few minutes ago, so I'll try not to be redundant, but this idea of it's more of, like, a spirit and a mindset we might, like, take into the world, right? So, even in my family, how can I serve? How do we start looking at things through those eyes? I think there's also opportunities just to do, like, random acts of kindness on this. I have another friend who, she does this from time to time. She'll be in like the Starbucks lane and she'll be like, I want to pay for the people
0: behind me, right? Like things like that that are just fun. Yeah, so just kind of, opening up to those just like naturally occurring Yeah, not so much like need, but maybe, I mean, maybe it's like helping someone with their packages or if you see someone struggling, like whatever it may be, these opportunities to kind of serve all around us and formally. Yeah. So, what what other opportunities? I was going to kind of close with do try this at home and even some resources that we'll post on our show notes. And um, what opportunities, where have you guys found resources to try to do service? Like what what have been the best or the easiest ways for you guys to kind of get more service in?
1: I think a lot of times it's come from organizations that I've worked for or worked with and different opportunities.
0: So maybe even things that are already in your life, like I'm thinking church or our children's schools, like that those are some like easier, more accessible.
2: Companies, corporations. Mm -hmm. Corporations. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like when
1: I used to work for the VA Medical Center, we would go out into the community and actually educate professionals, mental health, other mental health professionals in the community who maybe don't have an opportunity to work with veterans and so provide information for them so that they could, you know, provide the best services that they can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I think like, I don't know if it's just the time of year being the holidays, but like the news has had opportunities recently. Like I was listening last night and like, oh, we're doing this Toys for Tots Drive. You know, you can drop off here, even going to the mall, you see the angel tree, you see the
0: animals for adoption. yeah. So I guess kind of wrapping up with the do try this at home, what, what would be your thoughts?
1: I think for me, you know, similar to what we've just been talking about, but tapping into your why is really important. Like what are your what are your big values? You know, what are your top values and and how can you incorporate those things maybe into this act of these acts of, of service? So that way it's more
2: meaningful and authentic to you. For me, I think it'd be just asking yourself that question, like how can I serve, mm. right? And seeing what comes up. And I think that question is especially helpful or I found it helpful when I'm feeling resentful (laughs) and like depleted or like mad or why isn't anyone doing something like if I can reframe it and it kind of like decenters us right and helps us think about a bigger picture rather than getting it's real easy for me to get caught like in my head in my life in my to-dos when I how can I serve opens me up a little bit
0: I like that idea of almost like inviting some ease around it that it doesn't have to be hard or like grinding or like another to-do list that you feel resentful and like trudging through like it can be something that you enjoy and if it doesn't not being afraid to shift right of like kind of noticing that that hey this is not really serving me and and that's okay like it's okay to find you know find where my my gifts and talents might be more in line um, with the need so I think that's going to do it for us today and we so appreciate you joining us. And as a reminder, we'd love
2: to hear from you. So you can find us on social media, on Facebook or Instagram under Inspiration for the Couch. You can find us on our website, leave us a message, send us an email. You can rate us on any of the podcast platforms. Um, So we'd love love to hear and are open to feedback on what you want to hear more of, less of, anything along those lines. So thanks for being with us.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode.
1: Subscribe to Inspiration from the Couch wherever you access your podcasts.
2: We always welcome your feedback. Visit us on our website at inspirationfromthecouch.com.